Welcome to the Grace for This City podcast. We're helping you turn your city upside down. Hey, I'm your host, Justin Goff. Stay tuned. We got a great show for you today. Hello, and thank you for tuning in. This is the Grace for This City podcast. I'm your host, Justin. Hey, we're helping you turn your cities upside down. Mm. How are we doing that? Well, we're giving you scriptural motivation and strategies so you can get out there and get some stuff done for your king, King Jesus, that is. And I'm telling you, friend, he's recruiting you right now. And he's wanting you to get off the couch and get in the game. Hallelujah. Great things are going on right now. And so if, if you have not responded to him, don't delay, friend. Accept Jesus today, not only as your Lord and Savior, but as your guide and your coach. Hallelujah. He's got plans for you. So anyways, thank you for tuning in to the podcast. Man, we have got a great podcast plan today. I'm joining the studio right now with some very special guests, Mark and Kim Spellman. Oh, we good are to be excited with and you. honored to be with you guys. Yeah, yes. hallelujah. Well, all hello, you. everyone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe we'll get to know each other more here just as this conversation goes oh, on. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, you know, guys, we're helping people turn their cities upside down. Like and Amen. that's taken from that verse where it says, you know, they turn their world, right? Mm. But, um, you know, a lot of people, they are where they're at. And uh, they can get started right right there. So right. we're giving them tools, right? Motivation, right. scriptures. Uh, we're, we're giving perspectives that will yeah. help motivate them, move them, get them out right. there, get them going. Yeah. And, uh, you know, y'all's uh, ministry, your mandate, you know, you're going to talk about it today, family mission. Yeah. Oh, praise family the Lord. Mission. Hallelujah. Yeah. You know, a lot of people think, um, yeah, okay. You know, because, you know, and of course, we're talking about ministry and, you know, a lot of our people are ministry related and maybe you're just you know what somebody may say you're the average person well listen nobody's just average okay not in the eyes of the lord you're something special but just because you don't stand on a stage doesn't mean you don't have a significant ministry that's right and uh and i think mark and kim you guys are really going to drill down on something today that i think is going to really uh uh, illuminate something in you of this this huge ministry opportunity and it's not it's not out on a stage no you know? it's not you know and it may not be standing on a street corner somewhere you know like the evangel you know mm-hmm. uh but there's something i mean it's right within your reach and it's the family that's it, it. Is. yeah it hallelujah is. you know yeah. um, the family from the beginning yeah i mean it was all god's plan god's desire was you can for, get right in that mic was for family yeah hallelujah so, yeah, it's it's big in god's heart amen amen huge. well hey, well guys Take us right into it. Well, you know, um, you know, life's not lived in a in a uh, test tube. I mean, it's not a sterile thing. And you know, I think a lot of times people disqualify themselves from having kingdom significance and kingdom impact because we're not just living for this life. Life is even if you live out 120 years, that's just but a vapor. That's, that's just right. but a wisp. On the other right. side of this, uh, family is going to have significance, like we said. From the beginning, this was family. It was family. And what it's all God about his family. Is his family. Mm-hmm. And it's made up of families. Yeah. Strong and, uh, families. You know, uh, I would like to look at a, at a, scri- a scripture. I'll actually, I'll quote one to you Genesis 18, 19. One time I asked the Lord, Why did you choose Abraham? What was the significance? I was of- hoping you were going to go here. Really? <laughs> yeah. Well, I was just, I wondered that. I wondered, why did you choose Abraham? And I was in a daily mm-hmm. you know, Bible reading. Wow. And it was like a month or so later, I came through Genesis 18, and I saw Genesis 18, 19, where he said, 
-hmm. In fact, if you want to turn there, um, do you have it pulled up? Is that what you're doing? <laughs> I was looking for something else. Oh, <laughs> oh, <my laughs> Genesis 18. I was on Facebook, but not because I was looking at Facebook. I was looking for this quote. But, <laughs> but no, he says, for I know him. For I yeah. know him. God, I know him. God knew Abraham, Abram at that time. He and he would do something. That he would yes. do something. That he would command his household uh -oh. after him that they keep the way of the Lord. Yeah. That's right. Because what God was wanting to do was create legacy. That's right. See, each and every one of us are a part of his legacy. That's right. Our destiny, Our destiny. is tied to his legacy. His mm. legacy. Mm. His legacy. And it was always about Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Exactly. It wasn't just about Abraham. Exactly. He was, he was looking to the future. He was looking for his descendants. Mm -hmm. And so if we look wow. in, a, in an everyday life about, oh, well, it's just about me. Well, no, it's not. It's about my great-great-grandkids. Yeah. Right, right, right. And you might be sitting out there today thinking, well, you know, I just came to Christ. What are you, mm -hmm. what are you talking about? Well, then we would say to you, it begins with you. That's right. Wow. You're it the first seed. With you. You're the first seed to redeem your family's future, you yeah. know, whether it's your children. And again, it's all about living life on mission. On mission. Mm -hmm. Living life on mission. You know, Jesus said in John 17, 18, as the Father sent me, so I've sent you. Mm -hmm. And we can all live mm -hmm. life as we're sent. We can either Whoa. go to work or we can be sent to work. Mm -hmm. Hello. We can either, you know, go home or be sent home. Um, you know, a lot of times people just have this mode they get into. It's just the grind. It's just the routine. It's just the normality of things. And yet everything can be pregnant with purpose. Wow. Come on. Yep. Everything. Everything, everything we do. It should be. In right? our families, in our marriages. And one thing that we like to highlight is mm -hmm. we all want to see the glorious church rise up. Yes, and we do. We want to see we the glorious see church. It. We're praying into it. We're, mm -hmm. we're believing for it. And we know the world needs the glorious church to rise up. Mm -hmm. But however, we can't take that truth that Holy Spirit gave us about the glorious church and surgically extract it from its context. Mm. The context God gave that phrase, the glorious church, mm -hmm. was in Ephesians chapter 5, where right he there. was given instructions to marriage. Ooh. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. His instruction, yeah. and particularly instructions to men uh -huh. in the home, in That's the marriage. Right. That's right. And so I think we're, we're perhaps not going to hit the sweet spot if we try to achieve a glorious church outside of making the home glorious, That's outside right. of making the marriage so, glorious. <laughs> so right. you're, so you're, you're not saying that he's going to come and he's going to touch the worship team and it's going to be awesome, but he's going to leave the, the, the families in a mess, no, right? Like a train wreck. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> no, you know, I mean, not. we're, we're, we're going to get like new chairs and technology and stuff, but he's not going to fix any marriages. Right. No, right. Man, no it, it's, it's not, not it's not going to work like that. Is it? No. Mm -hmm. In fact, his aim is at the home. Right. Because when we, uh, we started our church, we were fortunate to have some great pastors, you know, come into our life as we were mentors, pastors and yeah. mentors in our life. And he said, well, let me just share with you what the Lord told us. Mm-hmm. And he said it'll perhaps help you, and it has. It's really the essence of what really brought this mandate forth in our life. And he said, listen, he said, Mark, him, don't necessarily focus on trying to build a large church. Mm. He said, but build a strong one. Yeah, okay. And a strong yeah. church made of? And a strong of. church is made of wow. strong families. Wow, wow, wow. So the family unit was I always like pri priority. Mm -hmm. and, and really, if you look at Scripture, you know, um, the bride of Christ, we are the bride of Christ. Well, it, it is a, 
a parallel of family, mm -hmm. of a husband mm -hmm. and a wife. Mm -hmm. And so we can't just think, oh, well, we're going to be the bride of Christ and have no knowledge, no, no purpose-driven um, foresight, instruction, a study of what a healthy family mm -hmm. looks like. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like Mark said earlier, you know, um, when it comes to a family, well, so you may be listening today and you may be out there saying, well, you don't know the mess that my family's in. Well, let me tell you, I know the seed that can be planted for that wow. family mm -hmm. to be Come completely on. restored, redeemed. Um, he's just looking for someone willing to be the seed, yeah. the first seed. And so um, you can mm. be that seed today. If, like you're that. if you're listening, just just declare it. Just mm -hmm. out of your mouth, speak. In your heart, just declare, thank you, Lord. I'm the first seed, and it can start with me. No matter what the past of my family tree looks like, I can be free from. And you can put whatever you know that may be, you know, not mm -hmm. quite right in your family. You can say, no, I'll be the first one that's going to live according wow. to the word, not yeah, according yeah. to what may have been. Yeah. You know, in Proverbs 29, 18, this became really a uh, kind of the heartbeat uh, for me mm -hmm. years ago and particularly in the amplified it says where there is no redemptive revelation of god people perish and cast off restraint so it's it's like kim is just saying we got to get a redemptive revelation mm -hmm. from god that god's not afraid of the trouble i'm in no he's, he's not he's not disturbed and completely <laughs> that, off. that could be a good song god's not afraid of the trouble i'm in <laughs> <laughs> well look at revelation i mean yeah. revelation he talks about you know names names yeah. that are written yeah well, well, let's talk about that revelation 21 i've got it pulled up right here as you can oh, imagine i didn't um, get that. revelation 21 10 we're going to dive into revelation how's that yeah 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 it does do it. it says he carried me away into you don't the have to spirit. be afraid of it okay good. no it's written to us <laughs> it's for this time but he carried me away in the spirit mm -hmm. to a great and high mountain he showed me a great city the holy jerusalem mm -hmm. it was descending out of heaven from god having the glory of god now I just, you know, I've seen enough sci-fi to think, man, my imagination, <laughs> I can capture this. But it's not going to be sci-fi. It's not going to be right. photography mm -hmm. and cinematology. No. This is going to be a reality. Yeah. That this reality. city is literally going to come down from yes, heaven hallelujah. God. But I don't want to get excited about that right now. But <laughs> the light of her city was like a precious stone, like jasper stones, clear as crystal. And she also had a great and very high wall having 12 gates with 12 angels. And the gates and the names written on these were the names of the 12 tribes of the children of Israel. Now, you just have to hmm. cruise through your chapters in Genesis and find oh. out there's some drama, some oh, real serious family drama oh. in the in the book of Genesis. Oh, yeah. You know, well, I mean, one time I can't enable anybody. <laughs> oh like, hello. Murder. You know, I, one time I just kind of looked through it and, and this is what came out of my heart when I just began looking. He said, you're going to find dysfunction, uh -oh. codependence, uh -oh. frustration, anger, revenge, <laughs> corruption, betrayal, deception, lying, stealing, jealousy, envy, rejection, <laughs> fornication, manipulation, hatred, mm. attempted murder, neglect, disappointment, rape. Uh, depression, wow. abuse, confusion, wow. conspiracy, and favoritism. So that's just a little bit of the Those drama. Those are just a few. Yeah. And yet God has the names of these family heads 
on the city forever. Wow. wow. That means that wow. means God's not afraid. Yeah. And he's of, not ashamed. And he's not family. ashamed of us. We're his very creation. Wow. So if you're dealing with shame, you have to just know, no, that's not from my creator. Yeah. That's wow. not from my creator. And he he's redeemed me. He set me free. Yeah. So many people wow. at that point, the point that they enter into trouble or they hit a string of stupid, I like to call it sometimes. <laughs> we've all hit. We've all hit a string of stupid, and sometimes we just keep tumbling <laughs> and down And sometimes the it goes on longer than others. <laughs> Some people's strings are a little longer, right? <laughs> when does this end? When does this end? Oh, my goodness. But regardless, the beauty is if we can just let oh, Holy you, Spirit give us That's a right. redemptive revelation that yeah. God right. is so committed to his family. Mm. So He's committed. committed to see restoration come healing come deliverance come and i like what you said then we get the building blocks mm-hmm. in the word to start rebuilding you know it's like jeremiah got a revelation god said i'm going to use your word and before he ever builds and plants he has to tear down uproot destroy god's word does a dismantling a lot of times mm-hmm. before it can rebuild mm-hmm. but it's all for that redemptive purpose that he has for family and of course for marriage that's one of the things that you know marriage has to become sacred again yeah marriage oh sure gotta become sure. holy again oh, and, hello. and it's not to put shame on someone who's been through a broken marriage or right. been through a divorce or a number of divorces that's never god's intent right he wants to install into your heart and your hardware redemption redemption well you would think people would kind of and they are, but, mm-hmm. but, but, you know, uh, all the attacks against marriage, they would recognize, wow, you know, if the devil's really that, you know, focused on destroying that, it must be something precious, right? So, yeah. I mean, you know, people exactly. need to remind themselves that well, because he it, wouldn't be after it. it. Well, because it's the example of Christ in the church. Right. So yeah. if we have a skewed view Hallelujah. of what real, healthy, holy marriage is about, then we have a skewed view Mm -hmm. of Christ in the church. So Mm -hmm. then, then we don't Mm -hmm. have the the proper perspective of even him coming and the return. And I mean, so, cause it was supposed to be Christ in the church, Mm -hmm. family, marriage, husband's wife. I mean, Mm -hmm. the very, in Ephesians, the very speaking of Mm -hmm. the, the instruction was based upon Christ in the church. Yeah, yeah. He was ultimately wow. trying to tee it up so he could slam this great revelation of the great mystery of Christ in yeah. the church, but he used marriage to tee up yeah. that tremendous revelation. And, well, you know, a lot of times marriages will, um, you know, people say, well, they lose the spark or they lose that, that flare. Well, that sends the wrong message to the world saying, well, the, no, the longer you know the Lord, the more drudgery it's going to be, the more sure. going to lose it's the going love to lose for its me. Sizzle, sure. It's going to lose its. But man, when, you're, when your life comes alive in Christ, mm-hmm. it's just the beginning of <laughs> amazing journey of joy and discovery and adventure. Well, and, and if you never learn to walk through things in your marriage, mm-hmm. You'll never learn to walk through things in your relationship with Father. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and so we, again, it goes back to God's not afraid. He's not afraid of your questions. He's not afraid of you coming to him and saying, okay, I'm having a problem with this. Help me. Mm-hmm. You know, because even even in, in my journey with the Lord, there are times I can I, I can tell you, I'll just put my hands up and say, okay, God, here we go. 
you know, just like I would have a conversation with my husband and we would work through things, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, so yeah. it, it just goes back to, again, Christ in the church, husbands and wives. And when we learn as husbands and wives to flow, to, to um, you know, when, I'll tell you an example. Um, we have a 22-year-old. Samuel, who is also in ministry with us, um, and Daniel, he's fixing to graduate from an international online high school. And fixing, that's a Texas word. Oh, commencing. It means you're commencing, commencing to get ready. Hopefully <laughs> so. by the beginning of November, he's finishing early. But um, Texas colloquialism. But, he, but he's planning on going into full-time <laughs> ministry with us as well. And um, and people say, well, why why are they choosing that? Well, because God chose that. I didn't. Um, Mark didn't. Um, what we did was encourage them in the things of God, in their relationship with God, um, and their calling. Yeah. And and but back to the family unit. You know, we never. Um, Mark came. We came from two totally different backgrounds um, when we got married, and one was um, very in your face. Um, and we're going to work this out. We got an issue. We're going to deal with it. And we're going to okay. deal we're gonna with get it now. now. Okay. And, and then okay. we. And then the other extreme from the other one was that um, we we don't even talk conflict in front of anyone. I never even saw my parents. Really. Oh, you said who it was. <laughs> I wasn't going to tell them who who was what and who was not. Oh, that's right. Well. I well, you can it. tell. Well, I was I'm the sure one. everybody was trying to guess <laughs> which, which one it was. So that I. Uh, you know, I just didn't see my parents argue. I didn't see them fight. Never saw them work through anything. They never anything. even discussed disagreements. In they had to have done it privately, obviously behind closed doors. So when her and I got married, <laughs> you know, beyond the honeymoon. We had was, fireworks. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, it was lovely. She was ready to get it sorted. And I'm like feeling like a failure because we're even having a. Oh, uh, wow. So okay. I'm like yeah. tanking and she's okay. like. No, we're going to talk. And Faith like, is now. Now <laughs> we're going to deal with this. Faith is now. <laughs> and, um, but praise God, he was so faithful because he helped us, you know, and, and he'll help you too. Yeah. I mean, he will help you. I'm here to tell you he will help you. All yeah. you have to do is call and ask, Lord, call upon him, yeah. and he'll, yeah. he'll answer. Um, but so when we, when we got married, one of the things that we had to really work through was just that very thing. Wow. Okay, wow. conflict resolution. What yeah. what do we do? How do we go? What what do we? You it's know? like when God came in the garden. You know, <laughs> oh, you're either going to try to you're going to try to hide. You're going to try to cover. Oh, and you're going to go here. Yeah, and yeah. sometimes you'll do all of it, you know, just to try to avoid. It's your fault. Right. Exactly. I don't so. want to talk to you. <laughs> now, Mark, you never told. The Lord that it was you know this wife that you gave me did you, well, have you ever, in my heart I have <laughs> I've never had the courage to pull that one out this wife you gave me but you know one of the back to my story one of the things that yeah. and we're back okay <laughs> we're back, <laughs> we're back. <laughs> one of reality the, one of the things that that I love so much about God is is that you know he he allows us to grow and you know some of people look at at us now and they say well you have a family ministry and yeah. you're your purpose is family mission. What is that all about? Well, it's just that our family can be an example of what God can do wow. and yeah. how he can Phenomenal. function, you know, um, even and that he's fighting for family and he's fighting for he's family. Fighting for family. It, he is. And, and that's his plan. That's his design. Yeah. 
And um, but one of the things that we did is we always we determined that we were going to teach our children true conflict resolution okay. yeah. and true repentance. That's repen- a lost art. And true repentance. Well, yeah. Yeah. And true wow. repentance. Because um, even to this day, if we get kind of um, unsweet lipped, mm-hmm. as we like to call it, What's with one, because uh, <laughs> sweet, sweet lips, lips were sweet always, lips. Yeah. you know, in our I home. But, it. It. but it, if, if even now we may have a tone that's not a good tone, right. um, we'll just say, wait a minute, sorry. I, I got out of love there. That, that yeah. just wasn't the way it was supposed to be. Please forgive me. I'm sorry. Wow. And, wow. and we were that right there is huge. I mean, just being able to say, mm-hmm. Hey, you know what? It's my bad. Will you forgive me? I repent of that, yeah. whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know. I mean, I know my own struggles <laughs> in that, right? Yeah. And my wife would kind of be like, she might be listening. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Probably is. Yeah. She she would be like, you know, you you don't ever take any blame. Mm. And I was like, no, I don't. <laughs> yeah, I, to- I totally did not even receive that. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what do you mean? Of course I do. You know, I wouldn't even take it. <laughs> but then I realized, wow, you know, it, I, I there was whatever it was, I was just weak in that area of just mm-hmm. e- even to my own spouse. Mm-hmm. I mean, think about that. Yeah. I mean, the person I love the most I struggled with repenting to. Yeah. But yeah. that's but that's Christ in the church. Yeah. See, that's 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 the family dynamic because right, it's right. a garden that we're supposed to grow yeah, in. Totally. Our home right. is a garden yeah. in which we're supposed to grow in. So if wow. we can't grow in our relationship here, how is the world ever going to know anything yeah. out there? That's good. And I like that. And so um, we just determined that we were going to be ones that that would just say, "Hey, yeah. you know," and our kids would see it. Mm. They because they we wanted them to have a biblical healthy view wow. of how wow. to deal with conflict well, and, we and also, we're still working absolutely this, you know, it's, <laughs> yeah, right. it's like any art i mean you never master it i mean it's just a, uh-huh. it's an ongoing uh, pursuit um but one thing we do focus on is that the word repent sometimes that gets such a negative oh duh. it's like if yeah. you hear cain and abel you think oh, okay that you know you know they don't even give people a chance and the word repents kind of like that it, it People hear it and they think, well, I'm just supposed to feel bad, supposed to feel horrible. No. But the word repent, just break it down. You got re and you have pent. You know, pent is like if you have a penthouse, what is that? That's the top. Okay. So repent is like return to the top. Oh, wow. Come okay. back up to who you that. really are. I like Come, that. Come back. You know, it's not just the this, original this slam yeah, on who you good. are and a slam on your behavior. It's like, no, you weren't created yeah. for that. Come back up. Yeah. And see, Christ showed us, you know, when mm-hmm. Peter... Uh, well, I guess it would have been uh, Simon at the time, got the revelation of who the Lord was. In Matthew 16, he says, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. He got a revelation of who Jesus was, but then Jesus said, now let me tell you who who you really are. Wow. You know, that's that's how that works. Well, when he's telling us who we really are, I mean, our heart's going to be faced with some ugly stuff, what we've done and how we've thought and our motives and our attitude and our self-centered ways and we're going to have that conviction of holy spirit we're going to have our own heart sometimes condemn us but repentance is no come back up come back up to who i created you to be what i destined you to be what i've called you to be so repentance is all about coming back to the original place god created man to live before he fell well and and a lot of times we may look and say well i've done this a thousand times you know uh, i mean i even hear that 
somebody saying that to yourself listening well you don't know how many times i've i've cycled cycled in this well you know what i'm here to tell you today it's never too late to do the right thing so Mm -hmm. that means the next time you cannot go through that cycle yeah i mean with god all things are possible so today is a new day today his mercies are new every morning great is his faithfulness so you just have to declare no i'm doing the right thing and i'm not going to cycle in that i'm not going to have to you know over and over cycle in that you know and it's all about coming home in your heart Mm -hmm. see when we talk about repent come back up come come home in your heart come back to god when when the prodigal in luke 15 came home he finally came to himself it, it dawned on him Man, I've screwed up my life. I've wasted what God gave me or Father gave me. You know, he came home. That was a physical thing, but it's obviously prophetic of who Jesus is and the gospel. We come home to God in our heart when we come alive to what we've done, how we've just abused this life that we've been given, and we've, we've spent it on ourselves. And so we come home in our heart. Well, what's happening? Father's eyes are on the horizon. He's looking for sons and daughters to come home. And what's waiting? A robe a ring and some sandals. So this repentance is all Mm -hmm. about coming home in your heart and letting the father redress you and say, this is what you were created for. uh, uh, Your identity gets restored. Your purpose gets restored. Your authority gets restored. Your walk gets restored. Your walk with him that was his desire from the beginning. So it's all about coming home in your heart. And that's what repentance is. It's, It's coming back up. It's coming back home. And there's something different. See, I didn't see repentance that way. I was always just like, just give them a good apology, feel bad about what I did. But I was never coming home in mm. any of that. Wow, that's, yeah, that's good. I was just going through religious uh, steps, trying to feel what I thought I was supposed to feel. And, of course, I felt bad. I felt shame. I felt regret. I felt remorse. And then I felt hopeless because I thought this is like the 800th time you know and so you're, you're you're stuck in this place of all this negative emotion piling up and yet the moment i found out repentance meant come home in your heart that's right just come back up to come back God cre- what jesus actually redeemed you for mm-hmm. is to come home in your yeah. heart come back to me and just know that when yeah. you do he's going to celebrate your return come back to father come exactly. back to father i mean yeah yeah you know i you know, i was thinking about the prodigal son as you're talking about that of course he came back to the father the father was and so anticipated him yes uh but then i was also thinking you know Romans says you know that the holy spirit you know we're born again you know the holy spirit does something and by way of the holy spirit we cry out abba father or daddy daddy the yeah. first revelation i'm talking you know so there's the person who is um uh, what's what's the word? They uh, that maybe they've been born again, but they've backslidden. Okay, mm-hmm. so then they come back and then they, they see Father there, mm-hmm. like with the prodigal story. Right. But even people who are born again for the very first time, the Holy Spirit, one of the first revelations of Father or mm-hmm. first revelations of Creator, <laughs> is that He's Father. Father. He's Father. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Holy Spirit says, "This is Papa. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is Dad. Yeah. You yeah. didn't maybe you didn't know this because you weren't born again, but mm-hmm. guess what?" <laughs> Creator is your dad. He's your dad. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and how cool is that? And and I love this because this is just a revelation that um, that the Lord is really just unfolding with me, just because of some personal things over the last couple of years, and and I see it totally even another step because when we take our proper place mm-hmm. of being seated in Christ, right, right. Um, repentance just means taking your seat again. Mm. 
you know, just putting yourself back in that place of agape love with our authority, being seated with him. Wow, retake our seat. Yeah, because you you got out of your your seat (laughs) if you did something that you needed to repent of, right? Yeah, exactly. Or you slipped off a little bit at least. Exactly, (laughs) exactly. And that place of peace, which is shalom, and that's that's kind of um, I don't want to sidetrack here, but I think it's important because it's it's a part of repentance. Repentance is also come back to a place of peace, mm-hmm. of shalom, yeah. of nothing yeah. missing, nothing broken, and that wow. whole res- revelation of being seated is right in the center A of peace, mm-hmm. in okay. in our agape, in our authority, and so, um, mm. but yeah. Praise the Lord. <laughs> yeah. Amen. But, you know, there's just there's just such a joy in knowing that I love what uh, I think it's second. Uh, I love this. I think it's second uh, Corinthians three. Mm-hmm. Um, let me pull it up here real quick. Second Corinthians three in the passion. Right towards the end, it, it talks about um, when a heart turns to the Lord. Um, verse 18 or verse 16, the moment one turns to the Lord with an open heart, mm. the veil is lifted and they see. Woo. Mm. Now, the Lord I'm referring to here is Holy Spirit. And wherever he is, Lord, there's freedom. And I love this in verse 18, how this is in this paraphrase. It says, we can all draw near to him and draw close to him with the veil removed from our faces and with, all, with, with no veil then we all become like a mirror, brightly reflecting the glory of the Lord Jesus. And we are transfigured into his very image as we move from one brighter level of glory to another. Wow. This glorious transfiguration comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. So it's all about this transfiguration, this journey that we're this on. This journey. <laughs> this growth track. You know, there's a lot mm-hmm. of words we can use, but man, we are going from glory to glory. And mm-hmm. Even if you just take the first step, sometimes that's just getting the the train moving. Mm-hmm. You know, when we pastored a church, we were outside of a, there was not too far away, a, a trail, a train track. And sometimes those trains would stall, you know, and they not stall, but they're stopped because whatever they're doing, but then they have to get going again. And I always thought, man, how does these massive trains mm-hmm. just sitting there dead on the track, how do they get going? Well, you would hear this thunderous, Boom, and it would it would it would just travel, you know, through the train. It would come back. Well, that it was a shock wave, oh, okay. rumbled through that, wow. and it, it jarred it just enough. And man, they they put the lever down. Whatever they do, push the button. Maybe yeah. now but, probably push the button. But, but just that first motion to get moving. And I think sometimes the enemy loves to convince a person that they're stuck. Right. Yeah. You know, whether they're stuck. Yeah, you've in really brain. done it this time. Exactly. You made your bed now, lay in it. You know, that whole. No, no, no. No, no, no. And I think that the Lord, with the redemptive revelation of God, he wants to pull people out of that place of feeling stuck. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it's the cycle they're in that has them stuck, whether it's what they've been taught or told that has them stuck, mm-hmm. whether it's their upbringing that they feel that has them stuck. They didn't feel like they got the same deck of cards that the other guy got. Sure, sure. You know, a lot of times you look at people that are born into, if you want to say privilege, and we get mad at that, yet that is what getting born again is all about. Mm-hmm. 
you're getting refathered mm-hmm. and you're actually going to be born into privilege. That's right. Wow. You're going to wow. be born into a royal family. Royal family. And again, that is, again, that's kind of our heartbeat family mission is that we want that divine reset to yeah. happen in a heart where a person comes alive, not in their present circumstances, but they can really come alive in the royal family of God. I don't know the verse, uh, I'd have to look it up, but that verse where he says that he places the lonely mm. in families. You know where that's at? I don't know <laughs> where, where is it is. It's in Psalms, maybe. Gosh. Yeah, I think it's in Psalms. But just, I mean, because that's what we're talking about is, you know, no matter where you, what your situation is, I like what you mm-hmm. said, that refathered, you know? Yeah. Like, God can take you out of this place. He's going to, you know, maybe your family was messed up like mine was. Oh, okay, whatever, right? But yeah. um, he's, 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 he's going he's gonna to redo something in yes. us. He's going to. He's going to give us a, a, a fresh, a real revelation of what it means to be in a family mm-hmm. that's not dysfunctional. Yeah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah. Hallelujah. A functional exactly. family. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, something else I, I was thinking about, too, because you were talking about uh, glory, glory to glory. Mm-hmm. You know, there's seven Greek words in the New Testament that are used to describe the stages of spiritual growth. Mm-hmm. And, uh, for example, like uh, in Romans where it says, you know, um, those who are led of the spirit are, are the sons of God. The word sons is huios. So that's one of the seven words. Okay. Huios would kind of be like, um, that stage where, uh, you're old enough to take your place in father's business. So you're not a child, you know, right. you're not immature. You're mature enough now to join father in his work. Well, the highest, the, the seventh word is pater. Well, that's the Greek word for father. The, so the, the glory to glory, he's developing us, but the highest expression of glory would be to emulate or um, imitate. It's not imitate because it's closer. It's more of a oneness than mm-hmm. imitation, but it's to actually exhibit yeah. Father. Yeah. That's the and, highest level of glory. Here's the joy. Jesus prayed for us. He literally prayed for everyone who's put their faith in Christ. Mm. John seventeen twenty. I mean, of course, we know that was his final prayer there in the upper room with his disciples before he was going to the cross but he literally prayed that we would be one just like he just and the yeah. father were yeah one. and he said just like me and the father yeah. exactly he, he wanted it to be exactly like what he had yeah and so it's not about you and i striving to have some real spiritual life it's just just let jesus prayer be answered mm-hmm. and believe that his prayers would be answered <laughs> Do you, would you say that it would be um, you know, because Jesus said, you know, and just like what you were talking about there, he was inviting us into this relationship that was like, mm-hmm. n- not even like, that it, it was as <laughs> it was his as. relationship with his father. It wasn't like, mm-hmm. it wasn't a, like a second or, you know, like mm-hmm. a some sort of secondary fabrication of it. It was a carbon copy. Carbon. He was inviting us <laughs> into that, right? Yeah. That exact, and that he had as a son with his father. You know, our culture today really has diminished uh, and i'm just going to say this because it, it could apply to mothers and daughters or fathers and daughters but 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 it has right. really diminished f- the sons being like their dads mm-hmm. and uh you know it's kind of like this you know i'm my own person you know mm-hmm. i'm gonna do my own thing you know mm-hmm. you know I'm, uh, my dad wears stupid pants you know i'm gonna <laughs> wear cool pants or whatever yeah. you know, i don't want to be like my dad yeah i mean that's so devilish it's so, it's isn't actually, it so devilish yeah. that our culture has put this this chasm there mm-hmm. where children think it's the dumbest yeah awfulest thing to even be like their parents remember why did you choose abraham mm. 
He yeah. said, because this is how it's going to flow. This is how I'm going to roll this thing out. And yeah. we, we can be mad at that, but that's how he's going to roll it out. He's going to roll it out generationally. Yeah. He desires to do it that way. Well, and, and you look at, uh, you know, it is sad what has become in this season and, and this dispensation. Because right. if you look at, at decades past, yeah. you know, it was totally different. Yeah. I mean, if a family, if if the dad was a farmer, the family, I mean, it was, you were known by your family right. based upon what your family function was. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. Um, I, I think it is something that the enemy has really worked to yeah. get us to where we don't want to be. Well, no, I want to be an imitator of my father. Yeah. Yeah. You know, not that's, I, that's what the Bible says. Yes, though. absolutely, exactly, I mean, <laughs> exactly. Like, imitate dad. Yes, yeah. you know, imitate mom. I mean, that is such a foreign concept. It is today in a lot of these. You know, I call them moderns. Mm -hmm. You know, and uh, of course, the spirit of modernism, okay, mm -hmm. is that spirit that 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 works to uh, um, talk down or separate. It's a cat. It, it literally builds separation. It, it, it desires to separate and disassociate itself with anything from the past. Yeah. That's the spirit of modernism. And so, you know, you have like uh, grandpa and grandma who have been, you know, they're old and their stuff is old and we don't want to hear or do or look or sound, you know, like these young kids, they want to be completely independent, right? They want to have their own identity. Well, listen, you, I mean, how, how can you have your own Come on. Your own yeah. identity? We don't even have our own identity as born-again believers. No. We, I mean, our identity yeah. is in Christ. Is in Christ. We, <laughs> we have been given mm -hmm. the identity of a son mm -hmm. to the Heavenly Father. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But what if Jesus was like, man, Dad, you know, I know you created the earth and everything, and, you know, some of my friends think that's, a, that's cool, but, yeah, I'm kind of my own guy now. <laughs> yeah, I kind of want my own independence here. <laughs> Then we'd be in real bad trouble right yeah. now. We would not. Listen, what you guys are doing is phenomenal, but it's foreign. Mm -hmm. I mean, really, you, your whole family working together. Now, now we're not saying that if you've got multiple kids and they're doing something different that you're bad. But, no, but, no, no, no. but we're all being invited in the Heavenly Father's business. We actually, yes. that's the understood reality mm -hmm. that we, we, uh, through Christ, that we're we're able to sit next to Dad. In fact, yes. He said, "You're going to rule and reign with Me one day." Yes. Yes. That is like what you guys are doing, <laughs> breathing life. It's it's it, it it's a restorative word. Amen. The the family has been completely shattered. The real meaning of what yeah. what that is is, I mean, what is family, right? Yeah. It's the people we go see at Christmas and give gifts to, yeah. or something. Yeah. Well, and, and it goes back to even the very foundation of the home because we've we've lost what that actually even was supposed to be. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. See, Adam and Eve, they were they were given a garden. Yeah. And they right, were right. supposed to tend that garden. Their first responsibility yes. is the garden of was, what yes. was to keep of the Eden. garden. To keep it. Okay. So let's look. I mean in our home. Yeah. Our, our, home, our first Eden. Our yes, first Eden. Absolutely. And in that in that home, that home should be a place where there is worship. Yeah. 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 That home should yeah. be a place where there's an altar where we're dying to ourself wow. and we're choosing someone else mm -hmm. in the home. Mm -hmm. Um, it's a place of instruction. Wow. You know, it, it, they walked with with God in the in the cool of the day. Well, our mm -hmm. garden should be a place of instruction. Mm -hmm. We should be 
not only instruction from one generation to another generation or even from generation to generation equal, Mm -hmm. you know, um, but there's a culture that should be in our home that is functioning like the very ancient landmark Mm-hmm. Of of in the beginning, mm-hmm. God created. Yeah, and what is our our very purpose? What should the purpose of 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 a home be? the The purpose of a home should be okay, Lord. I'm Help here us, Lord. to give you pleasure to bring you pleasure today how can i bring you pleasure in what i'm doing in my home with the very closest people but you know they people always say well you know your family you know they just know you they have to love you so you can treat them any way you want you know well yeah that's not say some of that in a second that's not what the word says yeah the word says they're the very treasures Mm -hmm. The very treasures, we are to treat them. They are supposed to get the best. He is supposed to get the very best I have. Right, right. And my children are to get the next best. You Sometimes know? people outside of the home get our best, and oh. that's not right. That's not mm. right. And we, you know, the, 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 the spouse or the kids get get the our leftovers. Job, I mean, our, I, I totally understand that. relationships. Yeah, if you're a bit, you know, if you got a hard job, you're busy day, busy ministry, whatever, that's an easy trap to fall into where your family gets the leftovers rather yeah, than so the yeah. actual best. Um, uh, I, w- I wanted to say something about uh, what, what you were saying there. Um, and I got off on another thought. <laughs> 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 but, you know, but uh, so Eden, Eden, you know, when, whenever we hear about Eden now, you know, and a lot of great ministers are talking about the blessing and you know brother copeland mm-hmm. we were in brother copeland meeting this morning but um they're talking about the blessing and you know that's associated with eden yeah a lot of, a Absolutely. lot of the time and uh, because you know it was there that he blessed them that's when the blessing was first pronounced was mm-hmm. in genesis in the garden in the garden and uh but a lot of people don't think that they're that that first responsible their first garden to tend okay is the one of the family the, the one in the home that they don't connect the blessing though like yeah. a a you know not that there's not other blessing in other places but 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 out of that home environment out of that family environment like with Abraham yes yes you know he he did something here because of how he uh, saw and thought about family and generations and legacy and you know my children and out of that the world was going to be blessed from that yeah because mm-hmm. he was a covenant keeper yeah. See, in, in, in the very beginning in, in the garden, there was covenant. Yeah. Covenant was yeah. established. The man and a woman uh-huh. and then some kids. Uh-huh. Exactly. I mean, that, wow. I love what you said. Right? That's, where, that's where the blessing was inserted into the human family. Yeah. I mean, think about it. Obviously, and see. That's where it was entrusted. That's where it was entrusted. It was placed there. It was sent there. And then it was told to be protected. And Whoa. to be guard and to be on, I mean, we were wow. to protect what that was had the potential of. Let me give you this verse in Colossians mm. one twenty, because what we're talking about is a return to innocence. Ooh. Here we go. You know, mm. There's there's a difference between receiving Christ and His forgiveness and receiving the full reset <laughs> in your heart, which is a return to innocence. Mm. Look at this Colossians mm. one twenty. By the blood of His cross, everything in heaven and earth is brought back to Himself back to its original intent and it's restored to innocence again Hmm. forgiveness is the first step it's it's offered the the blood of his cross offers forgiveness for our sins but what do we also learn this new covenant is that our sins are going to be removed 
Well, what does it look like when sins are actually removed? What does innocence again feel like? Oh. What does it look like to go back to Eden? We're talking about Eden. What does it look like to go back before sin touched us? Mm-hmm. What does our life and our mentality and our perspective, how, do we, how would we think blessed if we can just get back to innocence? Mm-hmm. And that's the power of the blood of Jesus. Uh, Hebrews 10 and Hebrews 9, you know, it talks about all those ordinances that were given. They were just there until the time of Christ and his coming. Right, and right. I love the Amplified where it says, it's a time of reformation, and it's a time that Jesus set things straight. See, there just has to be a divine reset, not only through forgiveness, but actually there needs to be a re- restoration of innocence because how would I behave with my wife if I'm, if I'm not dragging all this baggage from my past? Yeah. I mean, it's one thing to know I'm forgiven, and they'll thank God for his mercy, but I'm still under the burden of what my past was. I'm still under the burden of what I was rather than truly being born again, alive and a new life, a new creation and restored to innocence again. Well, wow. and, and in that, because I, I, when you were saying that, I just felt this in my spirit. There is, there's another equal part to that because you becoming innocent and knowing your innocence also means knowing you're forgiven and maybe today you're listening and and you you're in a marriage in a relationship in a covenant and you're going but you don't know what they did right right well i'm here to tell you today you can forgive Mm -hmm. you can release it and let it go and you can become innocent again and so can they and, and you may say, well, you know, how do I, you know, I didn't do anything. Well, when you forgive, you're putting your own heart into a position and a place of innocence again. Yeah. That means you're releasing them. You're opening up your heart to walk into forgiveness for them, with them, whatever they did. And then as you do, you know, you just continue to sow that seed and God just works the increase. Mm-hmm. He works the increase. And you may be saying, well, how do I do that? You simply open up and give voice to, Father, I forgive them. Father, I release them. Father, I let that situation and that circumstance go. And I trust you to take care of it. And as you do, as you release those words, as you believe those words in your heart, you'll see maybe it's not right away, but there's no, there's no real, um, you know, well, I've got to see it in the next 90 days. Well, no, with God, he's on his own time frame, not our, our, our clock that we like to go by. So just, just know in your heart that you can release them and the second thing that I'd encourage you today to do is just simply say, Father, help me love whoever it is with your agape love. Mm-hmm. Help me see them as you see them. And if you make that a heart prayer, a confession, a, an interaction with, with the Father, let me tell you, Holy Spirit will take it and he'll enlarge it. He'll change it. And even, even your feelings will line back up to those words. Father, forgive them. 
Father, I forgive them for they really don't know what they did. Because if they did know, they wouldn't want to do it. If they truly knew, and you right. You right. may say, well, you know, <laughs> well, they, well, they knew what they were doing. Look yeah. at their actions. Well, but if they knew in their heart, really, yeah. what they were doing, you know, it, it wouldn't be that way. They wouldn't want how, to do it. That's how Christ forgave us. He said, Father, forgive them. <laughs> they don't yeah. know what they're Ooh. doing. And they're, you know, we, they're deceived. They're deceived. They're they are deceived. They truly are. He, he knew that. And, so. and, he yes. put, and, you know, something else we've had to, like, as you're ministering there, Kim, just to, I'm sure a number of, of people that this doesn't mean that you just live in a unsafe place. No. If you got to create a line that, you know, when, when we're talking about forgiveness, especially like it sounded like you were really touching on maybe some pretty hard, mm-hmm. hard situations. Um, forgiveness is something you do from your heart towards that individual, but that doesn't mean you continue living in right. a dangerous place. Yeah. There are boundaries. Unsafe place. Yeah, yeah, sure. You know, Definitely. the garden of Eden had boundaries. Oh, you know, even this new Jerusalem coming down, it's got well, walls. Come on. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. we're not saying remove the boundaries, remove. No, no. the Bible says don't move the ancient the, landmark. That's right. Yeah. It is yeah. the so book of boundaries. So we're not talking about yeah. not having a boundary of safety and, and wisdom and those things. But we're talking about where your heart goes yeah. and whether your heart is healed, whether you're whole, whether you're a victim or truly you've been washed and you have that innocence. Because a lot of times when you're when mm. something's done to you, you feel defiled. You didn't even do it. It was just done to you. Right. Yeah. And so innocence is a powerful gift from heaven. And it comes through forgiveness. Like mm-hmm. my wife was, was just sharing. It comes through forgiveness. It comes through the blood. But let the blood have its full work in your heart and in our hearts, giving us not only the forgiveness we desire. That's right. And that we should share with others. But let it also restore the innocence. You know, the reason why a lot of those people are perpetrating what they're doing is because they have dad issues. You said it. <laughs> Hello. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, number one, they've got heavenly dad issues. Okay. Because right. they're yeah. not born again. They're not rightly related to their, to the family. Right. But then, you know, things that have happened in their life. I mean, we're living in a time now where, I mean, the, the perpetration on children and mm-hmm. stuff is absolutely just crazy. crazy. I mean, it's the stuff that has happened. I mean, we hear stories and I, I'm not that old, but man, I'm hearing stories, mm-hmm. you know, of things that have happened in people's lives. It's just, wow. And so you just, you know, you no wonder like people in their own families, you know, struggle, mm-hmm. you know, they're, they're, they're trying to, uh, you know, they, they experience something from mom or dad mm-hmm. and the divorce rate too, you know, especially in Absolutely. my generation was over 50%. And, uh, you know, so it's like, you know, they experience all the, all these things. And so they saw this or heard that, or they perceived it, whether it was actual or not just their perception of the situation. And that carries over into their own families and they're, and they're doing stuff that they don't want to, to do. But mm-hmm. they don't know how to break the pattern. They don't know how to break it. You know, and so that, that bitter, you know, and they may be mad at mom or dad. You know, we, at every Mother's Day and Father's Day, I'll do usually somewhat of a themed, you know, I'm not really a themed preacher, but, but <laughs> sometimes I, I will on those days. But I will always, no matter what I preach on Mother's Day or Father's Day, I will always start out talking about forgiveness. Because it's a gift uh, that God has given us to be able to forgive our parents. That's Mm -hmm. right. We all come come from somebody. Okay. I mean, if you're alive, you had a mom or a dad, whether you know them very well or you don't know them. (laughs) I mean, if you're on the face of this earth, you came, you know, there was a mom and dad involved there. And, uh, but that, but to, but to utilize the tool of forgiveness, uh, to take advantage of the tool of forgiveness 
you know, you and you guys know this. You probably, I've I've said it, you've probably said it, but you know, it's kind of cliche. Cliche, but <laughs> unforgiveness mm. is like drinking poison, mm. hoping it's going to hurt someone else, but it's it's actually destroying us. Yeah. Exactly. And we can release that situation to the Lord and uh, call on Him for help. You know, if it's a mom or dad issue, I mean, I don't know the percentage. I'm I'm just going to take a wild stab, but I'm going to say it's high. I'm going to say that a lot of people's problems, especially marital or just with family, mm-hmm. it's because of it, whether it was actual or perceived, right. a mom or dad issue. Yeah. Unresolved. Yeah. yeah. Right. You felt you know rejected, abandoned, or not understood, or whatever, whether it was real or not. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And uh, I also like to add this, because you know whenever I minister on this to our, our folks, I'll say, look, and if you've got a dad issue from, say, 40 years ago, <laughs> I said probably by this time, half of that is a vain imagination. So you just need to say, you know what? I'm just going to release that right now. Come on. Okay. Cause I've stewed on it for 40 mm-hmm. years. Yeah. You've <laughs> added to it. You've exaggerated it. Okay. okay. <laughs> it has grown. And you don't even remember some of it. You've added to it over the years to keep your story embellished. <laughs> and you know, I don't mean that in the mean no, way, that is the truth. but I'm saying you've got to get to this point to where, look, okay, I'm not going to continue to be the victim because now the generation through me is suffering mm-hmm. yeah right yeah because there's because there's no healthy home yeah yeah because because they're not healthy mm-hmm. right you know and there's a beautiful story the bible gives us and we even touched on it earlier and it's the life of joseph i think Ooh. you might have pointed on you know god positioned joseph in such a way that he provided a, a revelation he had some family issues didn't he certainly oh. Oh my gosh. go ahead sorry oh, but sorry well yeah. that's the beauty of it that's the beauty yeah. of it is all that dysfunction most my brothers were mean to me well yeah so was joseph so okay go, go, go ahead sorry sorry on me they were ruthless but you know most of those uh things that i read earlier a lot of that was in the life of joseph and it yeah. was what he encountered what he ex- experienced but here's the beauty those names on that city wall they wouldn't be there had not joseph forgiven yeah, wow, wow. Okay. I mean, had not Joseph forgiven. Do we have just like 10 minutes yeah. to be able? Okay, yeah. Okay. go ahead and, and tell just the latter part of. of well, you know, you, you look at Joseph. I mean, those of you who know the story, he, he obviously was a favored child. He was the one of, yeah. you know. He had a dad that loved him. He had a dad that loved him. And his, <laughs> dad, him. his dad had three other uh, wise besides his mama and we don't recommend that in these we don't days. recommend that but i mean you just go back i mean you got two wives you had two handmaids he had and then you got four lines of children coming out creating this family there's some drama in that family yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but in the middle of it joseph was the favorite because he was the firstborn out of rachel which was the, the wife he wanted and so obviously he was favored and uh, so he got the coat of many colors you know the story he he had a dream from god well, this dream just made situations worse because now not only is dad favor him, it seems like God's favoring right. him. So, I mean, it doubles down. You know, it's God parlayed the bet, so to speak. She's like, oh, we're going all the way into this thing. <laughs> and so here it is. Joseph is rejected. His life is basically thrown away. Um, they would have killed him if they could have, but I think their yeah. consciences. Thank big, goodness for For the oldest son, the oldest. Reuben yeah. stepped up saying, we well, yeah. can't kill the guy. <laughs> can't kill so him. So he goes into yeah. prison. In prison because of the dream, because of God's hand on his life. He's going through this journey. You know, we've got all these little sermons, you know, people preach, you know, from the pit to the palace and these things. And those are all true. But this is a life he's living. Mm -hmm. And he's living it day by day. He's keeping his eyes on God. 
and he's keeping his integrity. But through it all, at the end of his life, he has the chance in Genesis 45 to do what we call the big reveal. You know, like all those makeover shows where they do the big reveal mm-hmm. and they Hello. slide the thing back. Oh. And this was before and this is after. So here comes That's in Genesis. That's table. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Chip and Plug. Hello. <laughs> we, we love you, Chip and Joanne. <laughs> <laughs> so in Genesis 45, we're you getting ready to slide that thing projects. open. <laughs> and we're going to see the big reveal. Joseph's going to let his brothers know. Here's the zinger coming. Here I am. Dream came true. Right. You know, that kind of a deal. But notice where Joseph's heart is with God Mm. and towards his family. Hello. Towards his father. First thing he asked him is, does my father live? Towards his brothers, they were freaked out. I mean, I don't, I don't know if we have a word in the English language to describe the emotion they must have felt. Terrified. They were terrified. Yeah. Because they're standing before the most powerful man, a man yeah. that saved Egypt, most powerful country, and they find out this is actually Joseph, our brother. Yeah. Well, well, and he doesn't let him off the hook. He says, yeah, I'm him, the one you threw in the okay, pit. Okay, but you, you, you didn't share one very important part of that. What is it? When he saw his brothers yeah. and he realized who they were, mm-hmm. he began to weep. Yes, he did. Wow. And you know what? He had to send out the interpreters. Wow. I mean, you look at that account. Yeah. He had to send out the interpreters. He wanted to stand alone he, because, with his brothers. And they mm-hmm. heard him sobbing. All the way into Pharaoh's house. All the way into Pharaoh's house. This wow. is an emotionally wow, wow, charged wow. moment. Oh, sure, sure. I mean, so you talk about an emotionally charged moment. This is like the most you can imagine. And so he reveals wow. to them, this, this is who I am. And, of course, they're terrified. But he says what? Come near to me. Come near to me. Come near to me. Now, see, this is the gospel. Mm-hmm. When you get a revelation of who God is and you've violated him, and all he's got to do is that and your toast. I mean, you, your and all heart. And all along, he's just saying, come near to I me. I just want you to come near. Just all. come near this, to me. You know, and wow. so this life wow. of Joseph wow. is one of a deliverer. It's, it's in this, we call it the mission of love. Yeah. And one of the things that we want to see is a revival of the mission of love. And that's what we talked about to somebody that maybe you're the first one being saved in your family. Well, here's your or mission. Maybe you're the one that's the hurt the most. Yeah. And you just have to forgive to revive that mission of love. And it might be in wow. a Christian home that this is all taking place. Still, we have to revive the mission of love. And so Joseph forgives his brothers, goes and they go get daddy. Daddy comes back. We'll just cut right to the chase. They, they come home. Uh, or come to Pharaoh, or come to Egypt, and they live with under Joseph's care, and then eventually he took Daddy care dies. Of them. He yeah. did. He took care yeah. of them. He used not only to forgive them, but then he wanted them blessed, and he protected their darkest secrets. Okay, okay. So, so oh, wait, wow. just wait, just a minute. What? He did protect. Yes, he did. Because he didn't want when he asked for the interpreters to leave, and he was going to really address his brothers. Mm-hmm. He did not want his brothers to be exposed to even those that were the interpreters. Oh, okay. Because he was like the second highest in the land. Right. Anybody who was thinking about killing him, that wouldn't have been good, right? Or anyone that would be defending him. I mean, if they knew, wait a minute, these these were ones who harmed him. They did what to him? They did what to him? Yeah. See, he didn't. Interesting. he, He he didn't even want that them to be exposed wow, to that. Wow. He wanted to that. protect his brothers. Huh. So he sent them out. 
And so in the, wow. the reveal wow. happens. That's, that's interesting. Daddy comes home. He's protected their, their reputation, and he's blessing them. He's providing for them. And then eventually daddy dies, and you read that on in Genesis 50. You know, eventually daddy dies, and they come up with the story. Well, Uh-oh, they're in they, trouble again. They're in trouble again. <laughs> they, and this shows, how, oh, help, this shows how hard forgiveness is to receive. Oh. Mm-hmm. But I tell you, there's grace to receive forgiveness, and there's grace to give forgiveness. But because they knew daddy was gone, they thought, now he's, now he's going to cash in. We're toast. And they said, here's what dad said before he died. Uh, Don't take vengeance on your brothers. And again, we find Joseph weeping. Wow. He's like, what? Wow. (laughs) Number Mm. one, he says, am I God? Of course, the answer is no. But then number two, he says, look what I've done for you. If I was going to get even, I would have done that long ago. And, and once again, they had to go through another moment. And so sometimes forgiveness is a process. Come on. There's not just one layer that has to be peeled off. And so. Allow Holy Spirit to work. It's exactly how it was mm-hmm. with them. They had to peel a number of layers off to finally get to the place that we're at home with our brother again. And he, he has truly forgiven us. And he's not holding what we did to him over us, just waiting for that opportunity to zing us, to get us, to abandon us, to do us harm. And that's the goodness of our God. And that's the forgiveness, that, that's the kind of forgiveness we get from him. Mm-hmm. And it's one of the things that every home should be able to taste mm-hmm. that. They should be the first ones wow. to experience. They, you know, and so yeah. that's, that's where this beautiful, you know that Jesus found himself in the scriptures. We know that. Well, I know that Joseph was one place he found himself because just like Joseph was on a mission to save his brothers, wow. Jesus is on a mission to save his brothers. Wow, interesting. You know, you, you, something you said, Kim, just a second ago, uh, really the family is probably the first place we'll have opportunity to practice that. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. Oh, we, it is. <laughs> it's not probably, it is. <laughs> yeah. You know, and something, you know, I've got four, four, four kids and uh, something that I'm, you know, we tell them because, you know, when you're, when you, you know, when you're that close to family, you can take it for granted. Uh, obviously you can get too, too familiar, even, even with your brothers yeah. and sisters but you saw, I, I don't know where i heard this somebody said it but but they said like um this is the only unique relationship that's set up like this there is no other like you won't have another like you know blood brother or blood sister you know from you know mark and kim you know my right. kids won't have any other relationships that is like the relationship they have because their siblings are from their mom and dad it's a Hello. unique setup it's god ordained yes, he, he he established it like that and so we, we want to honor one another. We don't want to take each other for granted. It's not that we don't love other people or whatever, but, but, that, but there is something unique about this particular, this expression, this, um, you know, this micro expression of the heavenly family, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. And we want to honor that and uh, be quick to forgive. Be quick to not even have to forgive. You, you know, <laughs> don't say the thing that you need to be quick to forgive, you know, work on, you know, honoring and yeah. speaking well of and not treating each other, you know, so just like, you know, don't treat your friends be- uh, better than you treat your brothers. Mm-hmm. Treat your friends well, yeah. but don't treat your brothers less than, you know, anybody else. You know, there's something unique in the family where we can practice that, practice. Uh, you know, that agape love. We can practice that forgiveness, practice that, you know, thinking well of one another, believing in each other. Yeah. You know, the, fa- the you know, you know, my family later, you know, because, you know, we had, you know, some struggles growing up, you know, my parents divorced and whatnot. So, you know, there were some things that we missed, but uh, some of my siblings 
later we learned how to really appreciate one another, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and not take each other for granted. And, you know, of course, and I've had to learn, you know, later I learned how to take my parents, how, how yeah. to understand, appreciate Absolutely. them better, yeah. you know. Uh, but, 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 you know, it, it shouldn't have to be, you know, uh, you know, that person that, that said, oh, man, I don't have a good testimony. I wish I had murdered somebody. You know, I mean, we need to help. <laughs> you know what I mean? I wish I was a druggie. Oh, man, you know. What's my testimony? But, you know, we what y'all are doing is you're inspiring families now. You know, you don't have to go through and learn all these hard hard lessons and, and uh, have to navigate all these abuses. It, but, but, if, but if families would get it mm-hmm. as a priority early on, yeah. Right. Husband and wife early on get the revelation that, hey, you know what? This is our Eden. This is our first priority. Right. Right. This is, right here. This is where we got to keep the weeds out. You know <laughs> what I mean? Right. You know, this tend is it well. yeah, yeah. we got to tend it well. And, and then when we have kids, it's like, you know what? Let's not wait till later where, you know, we got to hire somebody with a bush hog to come in here and clean up the mess <laughs> that we, you know, let's let's make sure that this is a priority from the beginning. Wouldn't that save so much people it troubles? It, it would. would. But we got to have a generational view. Yeah. Because it ain't all going to change in a snap. And again, a lot of times we're, we're, it's going to take someone who's going to be willing to be a Joseph to be the first one well, and to wow. show that, that example. Well, wow. And can I just say this? You know, we've not always done it, you know, 100% or even 75%. There's times that we just had to really, you know, help cry out to the holy spirit but mm-hmm. our our whole you mean goal, y'all aren't perfect no <laughs> far from it spoiler alert. Um, i told but, you i was gonna have some perfect guests but <laughs> no <laughs> we some learning guests um we're just good learners that's all we're yeah, playing but, right but that that's good, it that's that, it and and that has been a heart of our home is what did we learn today yeah you know yeah. and and really that's um, our table talk that's though. our table yeah. talk what did we learn you today? know what did we learn today as a family not only our kids but us wow. but we we wanted to establish and you know when we first got married we met at bible school we got married at, at, right after i graduated from bible school um we went and started a church like <laughs> three months later and 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 you know we pastored for over 20 years before we came into the itinerant mission work but um one of the things that we we were so focused on in the very beginning was lord we can't if if for those of you that are watching if this cannot be something yeah that you know we're not going to preach this unless we can live this right right yeah and if we can't live it then we're not preaching it you know and so if our home can't look like what this says it's supposed to look like then we're not we're not getting up and preaching it and so it became a a Mm. quest you know Mm. like the strong families Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. we just decided okay lord you're gonna have to show us and it's gonna have to be through the help of the holy spirit you're gonna have to reveal Mm -hmm. to us Mm -hmm. you're the revealer so you can tell us the healthy way because we both felt like we were so not healthy when it came to that and not that i mean both of our family we came from christian homes that's what spirit-filled christian homes we came from christian homes (laughs) and yet we still had a lot of very unhealthy practices of of handling conflict number one but just identity issues i mean i i had very i didn't realize the identity issues i had but um, you know just a lot of insecurity issues i mean and poverty you know kind of a poverty mentality that brought 
you know, how we viewed money and our money matters, you know, yeah. we had two different takes on that. I mean, there was a lot to get. Sorted. Money matters is one of the top three, three. Yeah. And so, um, but so maybe you're hearing again today, you know, it's okay. You can just start yeah. today. Amen. Yeah. Today. Don't delay. Start don't, today. Yeah, there we right. go. I it's like never that. too late to do the right thing. That's right. You wow. know, and, and ask, just ask, just make it your prayer, your communion with the Lord. Yeah. Okay. Help me. Yeah. Begin to reveal yourself to me in your word, yeah. what it looks like. Um, and, and he is so good. Mm-hmm. He is so good because he faithful. will. Amen. He will. He did it for us. He's still doing it for us. Amen. You know, and we so need him to still do it for us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, guys, we've got a couple minutes left here, but uh, a couple things. I think we need to lead him in a prayer of some sort here. You know, and maybe it's because um, we've really talked about uh, just kind of a, a repentance mm-hmm. and uh, receiving his and then giving forgiveness. Maybe yeah. in, in your prayer, let's instruct him how to, yeah. how to do that. But, you know, I was thinking a couple things here, too, is um, the reason why I think what, what y'all are doing, this family mission is so important, is this passage here, First, first Timothy chapter 3, it says, one who rules his own house well uh, is really one of the qualifiers. He who rules his house well is what qualifies him to be a leader in the house of uh, yeah. the Lord. You know, a lot of people have these big dreams, uh, ministry dreams, right? The the work of the ministry dreams. You know, we want to do this. We want to travel. We want to stay on stages. You know, I want to do this. I want to do that. But if the family mm-hmm. suffers because of that, yeah, it's backwards. It's, yeah. Well, so it's got to start here in the home. Well, start and, in the home. and that actually came, our heart's cry came from a quest because we knew going into pastoring and into ministry right. that the likelihood of the statistics at that time in the 90s I refuse to accept that our children are going to be the preacher's kid. Right. Oh, my goodness. Know, my goodness. I was going to put a nail wow. in that. Guys. He said, and, if and, I, if I can't it. pastor my children then I shouldn't be pastoring a, a exactly. congregation. Right. And not again, not that we did everything perfect, but that was our heart's cry. Yeah. And so what yeah. people see now is the fruit of a heart cry wow. almost 30 years ago. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I'm, so, I'm glad you guys um, had that humility in your hearts to do that. Hmm. Uh, I came across this statement and uh, this guy's name was Donald McPhail. Mm. And he was an intercessor for many years during the Lewis Island revival. Okay, you know, people, you know, hey, we want revival. We want in our church, we want awakening. Uh, But, you know, true revival is not going to uh, destroy your families. Come on. You know, I've heard stories of these pastors, we had revival, and, you know, then you get into the details, but, you know, I lost my wife and my kid. Yeah, it's like, well, then I don't know if you had revival, bro. You know what I mean? I don't know what you had. You had something, but I don't know if it was revival. Because, you know, when the Spirit of the Lord moves in, he's not breaking families yeah, up. Yeah, he's not no. busting the home. So there was this there was this, this interviewer, and he was checking out this, because, you know, the uh, revival on the Lewis Island kind of like uh, lasted for, for years. It would kind of begin to wane, and then the older people would begin to pray, and then it would come back. And anyway, so this guy was really involved in intercession during that time. And this interviewer asked him, he, 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 he said, hey, of all the things that you've, you've learned and you've seen, being involved in this move of God. Mm-hmm. Uh, he asked him, what, what was wisdom would you share based <laughs> upon that? And this is, this is what he said. I don't know if you guys have ever heard this, but this mm-hmm. is, you'll, you'll like this. This is, this is what Donald said. Okay. He, he was involved in this revival. 
I don't know, for decades. I don't know how many years he personally was involved in there, but a long time. This is what he said. He said, my wisdom is, is, is this. I pray that your ministry always flows from your home and not from a platform. Ooh, hello. This yeah. guy was involved in a mighty move of God and the wisdom he wanted to share. His takeaway from that move of God is that people's ministries would flow from their homes and not from the platform. You, Hallelujah. So, I take that. That's so good. Uh, I want you to just um, lead us in the prayer. Yeah. Let's do yeah, it. And, and if you have any closing thoughts, either one of y'all, just, just please, whatever the Lord is saying, just kind of put the capstone on, 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 on this. But let's lead him in a prayer, too. Okay. All right. Yeah, we, I love what you said, Pastor Justin. This is all about, first of all, receiving the love that God mm -hmm. offers through Christ. But then once we've received it, man, let's not hold back this generosity. Let's, give it. let's, let's mm -hmm. give it away. Let's mm -hmm. sow it into the lives. And the most precious lives we'll ever sow it into are the ones we're doing life with every single day. So we just want to pray with you and we'll believe with you. And uh, we just know that you, a lot Lord. of things have been maybe stirred and maybe poked or touched in your heart. Do you have anything else you want to say? No. Okay. All right. Well, let's just pray. Heavenly Father, we, we reach out with a very simple but a very honest and heartfelt faith right now to just say thank you for the thank forgiveness you. that is available for me through the blood of Jesus. And I take that forgiveness. I receive it. And I receive that forgiveness. Mm -hmm. And just let this be your prayer from your heart as I'm leading you. Say, I receive the forgiveness. Thank you. I receive the forgiveness. I receive it fully and completely. I receive it fully and completely. Everything Jesus paid for. Everything Jesus paid for. I want to receive it. Thank I want to receive it. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. And I thank you for your generosity, Father. And I thank you for your generosity, Father. That the same kindness you've shown me. That the same, same kindness you showed same me. Same mercy that you've washed me with. The same mercy you've washed me with. I can show that to others. I can show that to others. And I can sow that into them. I can sow that into them. Like you sowed it into me. Like you sowed it into me. And I believe just like my heart came alive. Just like my heart came alive. Their heart can come alive. Their heart can come alive. In Jesus' name. In Jesus', In Jesus name. name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Guys, how can people get a hold of what you're doing? Give us, you know, uh, Mark, you said you, you're doing a podcast. Mm -hmm. Tell us, you know, how do we get, how do we follow you, find you? Tell us what you're doing. Sure. Um, first place you may want to go is just to our website, spellmanministries.org. It's our last name, Spellman, S-P-E-L-L-M-A-N, ministries, plural, dot org. On there, you'll find the family mission mandate. Uh, seven mission objectives that you can click on a short little video find out what is this all about also help you build your home help you build your home cool. um, there's a link on there you can sign up for a newsletter you'll get like a monday a little short devotional just to provoke conversation with the lord and your family for the week and your family for the week so you can get a, a free little devotional coming to your inbox just sign up for the newsletter there uh, our email address is spellmanministries at gmail.com. But then the podcast, yes, we have a podcast. It's called the Family Mission Podcast. And it's kind of a group. It not only has the Family Mission Podcast, like we sit around the table. Sometimes it's my wife and I. Sometimes it's Sam and I. Sometimes it's all three of us, all sometimes four of us. Individual. Uh, we'll bring guests on like you do. And so it's just a, it's disgusting like we did today. God's heart and mission for family. Okay, and that podcast is on all the it's major, on all, all, all the major Spotify, ones. Spotify, yeah. Google, Apple, and okay. Podbean. And a link on our, our website, too. You can click it. Okay. To click get the link on the website. But our son Samuel, um, he's reaching out to his generation. That it's a multi-generational mandate, mm -hmm. this family mission mandate. And he's taking it to his generation. 
So that's where we gotta we gotta be able to aim as far down into the the youth as we can, so they catch the vision for family. So his ministry is called Roar, revealing our amazing Redeemer. He's got a podcast on that same group, and then I have one for men called Marksmen, those men that have been marked by Christ and want to aim their lives at Christ likeness. Hallelujah. Okay. Well, listen. I hope you guys can get out there and check out what 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 they're doing. Listen. Don't 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 get too far planning this big, amazing life ahead of you and leave the foundation with holes in it. And the family is the foundation, okay? Right. So check out Family Mission and what Mark and Kim are doing. Guys, thank you so much for being thank here. Thank you for having we, us. Yeah, we, we bless you guys. Wow. You guys are a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> Praise the Lord. All right, hey, I just want to say thank you to everybody tuning in. Listen, if we can help you in any way, probably one of the biggest ways that, that we can immediately help you is we can partner with you in prayer. And so if you want to reach out to us, several ways to do that, you can send us an email, hello at gracecitychurch.tv. That's hello at gracecitychurch.tv. Or call us, 870-741-9099. Leave a message. Somebody will get right back with you. But we'd love to partner with you, believe with you. Listen, friend, you're not alone. Mm-hmm. You're not alone. And uh, there's a spiritual family. If the, if, if the immediate one is not immediate, there's a spiritual one. Come and on. we can uh, surely be one of those to help you out. I also want to say thank you to all of our partners are friends. Some people call them patrons, but people who have believed in us, you have taken on the commitment to pray for us. And then you've even financially uh, supported the podcast in some way. I just, man, I am so thankful. And if you would like to participate in that way, we invite you to pray for us, partner with us through prayer. Ask the Lord, join us in prayer that the podcast get where it needs to go. Like this podcast, mm-hmm. this very podcast today needs to get to, to those that Lord wants to awaken family. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's several ways to do that. Of course, you can go to the website, gracecitychurch.tv forward slash give or snail mail, PO Box 7, Harrison, Arkansas, 72602. Or if you're in the United States, you can text to give 84321. All right, friends, thank you so much. This has been the Grace for This City podcast. And until next time, be blessed.